Hello and welcome to Into the Grid, comics edition of podcast where we read each and every issue of Boom Room's ongoing Power Rangers comics and some other ones along the way. I am one of your hosts, Sean, and I'm joined on this quest by friend of the show and host of Ride or Die, Tyler. Tyler, how's it going? Hey, what's up? Time to talk about some comic books. Yeah, I'm excited. I will say, um, I was going to check the, well, I, Mike is the only one who has access to the email right now. I still got to get a code to, to get to it. Um, but I, I, I was going to check the email to see if we got any emails, but I couldn't. So I didn't. <laughs> uh, so we don't have any so I, I don't know if we have any emails uh i i would err on the site if we don't but um no if we do uh if you sent one in uh fuck you i guess yeah no fuck you no uh sorry uh we'll definitely have the email working for next week. sorry mike hates the show yeah mike hates the show mike wants the show to get canceled that's the narrative i want uh just tweet it into the grid after this after you, you listen at go into the grid on twitter mike why do you hate comics edition so much why do you want them to fail um but I don't think we got any responses for this for this issue either, so we're pretty much fine. We don't really have much to. Uh... Oh, I'm on my account. I was gonna go look at the podcast feed. Um, yeah, no, we didn't get any responses for issue two, anyways. So then let's get let's just jump right into it. Uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers issue number two, written by Kyle Higgins and illustrated by Hendry. Hendry uh, Prasetya, and if you guys want to follow the show, you can do so at Go Into the Great on Twitter. But what do you think of the issue, Tyler? I thought it was pretty good. Lots of good stuff in this issue. I don't know why I emphasize this like like we had, we've read more than three. Yeah. Well, I guess you just hated the other two, right? Absolutely. Zero on ten, despite whatever I gave them. Yeah, I think we gave the first one a four out of five and a... 4.5 out of 5 for the second one. Um, yeah, absolutely garbage. Disgusting. Absolute garbage. Uh, it, is a little, it is a little awkward with Tommy. It's a little awkward with Tommy, but it is what it Poor is. Poor Tommy. Poor Tommy, man. Uh, yeah, he, no, might have, he might have competition this time around. Yeah. We, uh... I enjoyed it. I, I also enjoyed the issue. But we start with Billy and Trini. They're examining the Dragon Zord for the malfunction that caused it to freeze up that Tommy was talking about, which was obviously bullshit. And Trini questions Billy about what he was so worried about, about like working on the, on the dragon Zord. And Billy explains that he knows how their Zords work, but he didn't know what the dragon Zord would look like or what it would, how it would work. Suggesting he suggests at one point that like could be run off of dark talismans. And I, I, this makes me think, is there ever a reason given for why the Green Ranger powers are so similar to the others, is it just a coin that Rita stole? Uh, you know, that's a good question. I don't, I'm not really familiar too much with the original Mighty Morphin lore. Maybe it's... Uh, who knows, you know? I'm not maybe, sure. I don't think they ever bring it up. Maybe they'll bring it up in this. I honestly can't remember. Uh, But the, just the way they talk about it, how Billy talks about you know, he thought it would it would run differently, and then Trini mentions that you know Tommy's powers are closer to ours than they are to Rita. And uh, Trini makes a joke about it being powered by evil unicorn blood, which I liked. 
And then Trini reassures Billy that Tommy's powers have more in common than, with them than Rita. Billy expresses in, his insecurity that he doesn't have too that he doesn't have much in common with Tommy or the Rangers because he's not tall, good looking, and a fighter. And Billy's fucking he's pretty built in this. He's like ripped as hell, Billy. What what are you talking about? And he's got like a, a jawline that would cut glass. So I maybe, mean I don't Maybe he'll like break off from the team and you know find find a uh, like a new ranger and there be they become a duo and the other team like chases after them and mementos and stuff you know oh maybe standard maybe. fare yeah your standard fare um I don't know Billy in the in this opening there's Billy kind of gives me Clark Kent vibes which makes in like in his look which makes it even funnier when he's like yeah he's like. Mm. <laughs> He has more similarities with you guys because he's a fighter and I'm a nerd. It's like, dude, you look like you could snap me in half. Like, I don't know what you're talking <laughs> about. Um, Trini tells Billy that he's no slouch in the looks department and that there's more to being a Power Ranger than being a great fighter. So, like, we got we got some some Kimberly and Tommy set up in the last issue. Is there some is there some Trini Billy set up in this one? It could be. Is there? Is there? I don't know. I don't know. I don't think so. He looks like Fred Jones in disguise. <laughs> uh, I I don't I don't think they're gonna do anything with the two of them. Uh, yeah. So I like how they talk about like, hey, there's other important parts of being a ranger than just beating people, no, just up. kicking ass. Yeah, yeah. Which, more... Honestly, Billy, I feel like you do fine. Yeah, he kicks a lot of ass. I don't I don't know what his problem is. He just sees how cool Tommy is. Little does he know that Tommy's a fucking sad boy. Yeah, Tommy's got a lot of Tommy's got issues, man. Uh, and I, the the shot of the Dragonzoid underwater is pretty cool. Yeah, surrounded by sharks and whales and shit. Yeah, but not really a thing they bring up when you talk about those origins where they're stored. Like, no. You show them coming out of places, but never them just like just being there. And the dragon sword always comes out of the water, doesn't it? Sure, it could. I think so. I think it does. Uh, back in Tommy's room, where we left off last time, Scorpina tells Tommy that he can either give her the dragon power coin and live, or he can refuse, and she'll just take the coin off of his corpse or his remains. And I, I like Tommy's like, Rita must be awfully desperate to send the second string. Let me guess, Goldar quit. And I, I like that since Tommy spent time with Rita, he knows how to, like, push buttons. Uh, Tommy's mother walks by his closed door and offers to make him something to eat. She's like, I know you're tired, but you need to eat something. And I always like that trope. That's something I always enjoy when, like, the the secret superhero teenager is having a standoff with the bad guy in their bedroom and a parent, like walks by or something and is like, is anything going on? And the bad guy's like, I'll kill them if they come in or whatever. You know? You know the trope I'm talking about? Yeah, I understand. I just like, like that a... his mom has this basket full of green clothes. It's gonna be a real shame <laughs> when she, he has to throw all that stuff out. Yeah. Oof. They also do this kind of in Spider-Man uh, Far From Home when it's not a bad guy, it's but it's Fury, where Fury goes mm-hmm. to meet with Peter. He's like, next person that comes up to that door, I'm shooting. <laughs> Um, 
Scorpina then threatens to use uh, Tommy's mom to get him to cooperate, and he teleports them out into the middle of nowhere. And it was a pretty smooth move. He does it very quick. It's pretty five-headed for him. Yeah. He doesn't usually have the brains. But, like, what does he do? He, like, smacks the sword away, hits the teleporter, and then grabs her. I'm going to tell you I hate her sword. It's fucking stupid. It's like a boomerang. It's weird. It's bad. That's what it is. It's It's not great. Like, uh, it, it can't be comfortable to hold. Oh, no, I guess it doesn't straighten up. No, I... But she doesn't, man. It's And I also want to know why she doesn't hold it with the metal arm. Or with the armored hand. Like, you're just holding the blade with your fleshy, you know... Skinny. Yeah, why have the armor on your left hand when you're right-handed? Is yeah. Is like some kind of strat? I don't know. I don't get it. Um, Scorpina damages Tommy's communicator and Tommy morphs. And they proceed to fight, and then some putties show up as well. They, they fight for. A I minute. like. A cool I fight. like the shot of him uh, morphing, and it's just him fucking yes. covered in light. I, Not a I lot of times you get to see a morph from like the outside. Yeah, I assume that's what it looks like to other people that are watching. I remember watching um, Dragon Ball Super during a tournament, and that one girl's like doing her magical girl transformation and. Android 17, like, interrupted her. And everyone's like, hey, dude, that's fucking rude. You don't do that. You gotta let that shit play out. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Fucking, that's how it works. I want to say, I've only ever seen a transformation get interrupted in Kamen Rider Gaim, where one guy was transforming, and then, like, before it could complete, he got, like, shot in the back of the head. Well, oh wow, that's that's okay. Not um, not fatally, you know. Oh, okay, like okay. Bullet kind of thing, but okay. You know. uh, anyway, it's the fight. They're fighting. Oh, I was just gonna say that uh, in a recent episode of Lightspeed that we watched, which will come out in like two months, um, there's a scene where Chad, the Blue Ranger, like he like he like blocks up. He runs at an enemy, says Lightspeed, blocks a punch, rescue, goes under the arm, and like the thing that you know when they morph there's that like weird gel thing that they go through Mm -hmm. yeah that thing like appeared in the in the real world and went through him and then he came out the other side morphed and that was cool as hell just to see like a morph in the real world and not in the whatever is happening the the cg green screen verse yeah yeah i guess that's technically the morphing grid i would assume the morphing grid i i don't know maybe um, Jason is wrapping up a karate class. Oh yeah, no, but the fight is cool. I want to I want to touch on the fight really quick because uh, Scorpina says one of us is a proven warrior, the other is a child, and then she teleports out and then just comes down and smacks him in the back. You know, she's doing like ninja stuff. Yeah, yeah, she's cool as hell. She holds her own real well against him. But I guess she's Could not probably really still wear armor on all of her body and not yeah, just no, the probably one a good side. Idea. Probably a good idea. So Jason is wrapping up a karate class with uh, some kids. Kimberly is waiting for him since Tommy, you know, in the last issue, Tommy canceled their coffee non day mm-hmm. And uh, she needed to get out of the house because her parents were fighting over visitation rights, which I believe this is our first reference to Kim's parents having issues. Yeah. Not a, not a stable home. No. But also, did Jason teach a karate class in the show? Yeah, I think that's how we meet him. In the first episode, he's teaching a class. 
and and awesome. Billy's in the class in the first episode. He's looking. He's still looking a little built in this in one of these shots. Yeah, no, he looks more built. Kind of like Ryu. Ryu from what? Street Fighter. Ah, oh yeah, kind of. Jason questions whether or not Tommy and Kimberly were dating. Kimberly says that between school gymnastics and being a Power Ranger, she doesn't have time for that. Plus, she doesn't want to mess with the team dynamics like that. The team but Jason, like that. I don't know. Uh, Jason seems like I feel like his uh huh was like yeah okay, all right whatever. I, I mean I was looking at the panels and he looks like sad when he's like so are you and Tommy uh and then she says no and he's like uh huh and he's like it looks like he's smiling. I think he's happy. I really hope there's not a love triangle. <laughs> I really hope there's not a love triangle. Just don't even try, Jason. Don't even try, Jason. You're not Tommy. You're. You stop being the main character as soon as Tommy arrived. Uh, Jason Sensei comes up and asks about Tommy. Jason Sensei uh, says that she sees a bit of... I don't know how to say that, so I'm going to let you say it. Wado Ryu. Wado Ryu. And the way Tommy spars. And would like Tommy to eventually join Jason in teaching Jason's advanced class. Which, um, Jason definitely doesn't like that. Yeah. He says, I'm the main character. Yeah. It's me. Yeah, it's me, right? And he looks at the camera. He looks at the cameraman. And he's like, I'm the main character, right? And the cameraman's like, hmm. <laughs> so about that. Before the conversation can continue much further, Zordon summons Kimberly and Jason to help Tommy deal with Scorpina and the putties. And on the moon, Rita is watching Tommy fight Scorpina and the putties. And I like this kind of description that Rita gives. She says... He behaves as he knew he would, refusing to go quietly. A force of nature, content to wage a one-man war. Um, and I really like that description because it's like, it's like a compliment coming from Rita, but it's you'd never want to hear that. Yeah, she's her. using his his power to fuel this crystal, whatever this crystal does. Yeah, Rita says that she's it's feeding more chaos energy into the crystal. This crystal that uh, Scorpina recovered from the fight at the end of issue zero. zero? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jason and Kimberly join the fight. Kimberly frees Tommy from putties that have him pinned to a tree. She like drills through them. Yeah, she is Pretty not rough. playing around. No. And then Zach teleports in. Uh, Billy and Trini, obviously busy. Scorpina flees, but Tommy refuses to let her go and chases her uh, chases her down. Tommy's hallucination of Rita appears and tells him, because uh, she disappears, she gets away. Yeah, and, and then hallucination Rita shows up to talk shit. Yeah. And she tells him, it's a valiant effort, don't beat yourself up. And she's like, well, you know, it, obviously the others probably wouldn't have had to come save the red one, but well, you're no Jason. God, that's so fucked up. You're no Jason. Yeah. Damn, poor Tommy. I know, poor Tommy. Hashtag poor Tommy. Uh, He doesn't know he's the main character yet. Doesn't know he's the main character yet, and will be for a long time. And Tommy's just not not okay. Tommy's not good. I like the yelling between... I really wish it'd cut... I I, I know that, like, the others aren't around, he runs off, but I kind of wish it would just cut to, like, somebody else's point of view. Tommy's just yelling at the air. 13 to 1. What was I supposed to do? Yeah. Wasn't great odds for him. No. 
And then Tommy returns to the others and he's very defensive about his actions. Uh, and I don't know this. I, maybe this isn't just in Tommy's head because she's like actively pushing him down the line of thought. You know, I mean, it still could be just like a mental. It thing, could be. But... I mean, she's she is some kind of sorceress. Yeah, I don't know. I'm more on the offense about whether the Rita hallucination is real or not uh, after but... this issue. Tommy's being real defensive, and and Jason's like, like that one episode of Drake and Josh with the the movie thief or whatever. It's like, whoa, just chill out, man. I don't know if you've ever. I don't know. If you I know. don't. I think I've seen that episode. It sounds somewhat familiar, but I haven't seen it in a while. I recently rewatched the Treehouse episode because it's the best episode. But yeah, I like the little fight between uh, Jason and Tommy, and I like Zach just being like, "Whoa, calm down." Alright. Chill. And then back at the command center, Trini questions Rita's motives. She's like, what is the... Why doesn't she send all of the... Like, a full-out attack if she wants it back so bad? Zack says that Rita was just showing how far she was willing to go, and that she can get to uh, Tommy and his family anywhere, which is a terrifying thought. That's true. That's heavy. Better Better to fucking strike them alone than make a commotion and have everyone show up. Yeah. Oh, that's that's some heavy shit for Zach to just drop in front of Tommy. And Zoran's like, you're fucking right. Yeah, he's like, you're completely <laughs> correct. Tommy's fucked. Because <laughs> as we know, Zordon is not a child psychologist. Um, no. Definitely not. He's never been a dad. No, he's never been a dad. And Zordon says, as long as Tommy has the dragon power coin that Rita will never stop... And it's like, maybe you guys should talk about this before you break this right in front of Tommy, who's clearly going through some stuff. And the the hallucination of Rita says that the right move is to turn the coin over. But Tommy says, I don't care what she tries, I won't let her get the power coin or the dragon zord. And Billy explains that the dragon zord is fully functional, and that it just stopped listening to Tommy. Which then the Rita hallucinations, you know, whispering in Tommy's ear so says so it really was an operator error then. And Jason asks why the Zord would just stop listening. And Zordon says the Zords are connected to its pilot and it must feel as comfortable with them as they with it. Uh like a horse. Yeah. Which is a nice little confirmation because we kind of talked about this earlier in, mm-hmm. in the when like your confidence in yourself or whatever. Yeah. We questioned what the whole deal with the Zord was, if it was a straight-up mechanical thing, or if there was some kind of bond, and it turns out that there is. Billy compares the Zord to horses. Uh, the Rita Hallucination then says horses that destroy because they're jockeys uh, shouldn't be riding riding them. Uh, Tommy says he's tired of all the nagging, and then he just kind of collapses. Yeah, he passes out. He's not doing so hot. No, and it's to be continued. And I, I don't... I'm wondering what that is. Like... Do you think he's just fucking having a psychotic breakdown or is he like, is he actually being sapped of something when he, when he's fighting maybe and the chaos crystal, maybe he's actually getting weaker. Maybe it was zapping his, his, his power as he fought. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if I want to fall back on that because like they do that already in, in the show, they do that with the green, isn't that what the green candle is? 
Maybe. I don't know. I feel You're like you're asking me a lot of questions cool. I don't remember. <laughs> I, I feel like they do something very uh similar to that on the actual show. So it's when Tommy joins the team and then gets like this this weird scorpina tattoo on his back that's crawling up it, you know. Yeah, that's definitely definitely what it is. Um definitely. So yeah, that was the main story, and then in the little ongoing adventures of Bulk and Skull, uh, Bulk and Skull have a putty that they, the putty that they hit yesterday, uh, they've got it tied up in the basement of Skull's house, which is scuffed. It's kidnapping. It's just a putty. Yeah, but still, they're sentient beings, it's kidnapping. Uh, and they plan to defeat the putty in front of Kimberly and Trini, but first they need armor and stuff like the Power Rangers, and after making their power suits... They tie the putty to the top of the van. They eventually find Kimberly and Trini before they go do the uh, things according to their plan. The putty escapes. Yeah, the the wrapping paper ripped while they yeah. were driving. Wasn't great. Uh, and Bulk and Skull's luck can only last them so long. When they said, hey, they, look, there's Trini and Kimberly right there. I was like, where? Where are they? But I see them now uh, yeah. as they are wailing their colors. They yeah. just don't really look much like them but this is a different well, art style different artist yes oh i sorry i wanted to uh mention that, that this is drawn uh first of all i, I need to hang on, i need to go back to the beginning because the it's at the beginning um written by steve orlando illustrated by corin howell so yeah and I, I will say though that uh trini's wearing some black so it's not all yellow uh kimberly's just straight up wearing all yellow like it i mean pink all pink pink shirt pink pants and pink uh or pink shorts and uh, it's gonna be really obnoxious like in real life like his guard is bad hard to look at you know just every day yeah just a big blob of pink so overall now that we've kind of talked about it all what do you think what what, uh do you like it more or less than the last two issues uh i actually like this one a lot I like like this issue a lot more than the last two. As I've stated before, the other two were dog shit. Yes, of Uh, course. Hoping uh, Tommy's all right. I'm sure he will be. There's still a lot of show left. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, he's got a lot of seasons of show left. But uh, I'm wondering when this will diverge into... Wait, if it will... I don't know where this damn comic goes. Is the Lord Draken stuff, like, different than... This timeline, well, it, it, it it'll all tie together. It'll okay. be a while. Um, I might be able to tell you how long it'll be. Uh, the Lord Dragon stuff is definitely a ways in because by the time we get to the Lord Dragon stuff, we'll also be reading Go Go. Okay. Um, let me look. Yeah, Shattered Grid is pretty far. When or it. when do we read the one with the Ninja Turtles? Uh, whenever you want to take a break from this and read it, it's not connected. Oh, okay. All of those, like, uh, all of the um, graphic novels and stuff, and the limited series, we can read whenever because they're not connected. Whenever you want to take a break, maybe after we finish uh, a story arc, we can take a break and do one of those, but. Um, yeah, uh, MMPR issue 24 starts Shattered Grid. Okay. But I think Draken shows up before that, but don't, I think Draken shows up first in this comic, 
And then Shattered Grid starts with issue 24 of this comic. But I don't remember when okay. Draken shows up for the first time. Um, but yeah, so let's go to the data. Uh, what do you... Oh, one thing I wanted to say about this issue that I thought made it really, really good for me was that we got almost... Almost everybody got something. Um, yeah. I wish we'd gotten something from Zach. But I guess we kind of got something from Zach last week. The only thing we got from Zach was the hard truth. Yeah, the hard truth. But, like, we got a scene between Trini and Billy. We got a scene between Jason and Kimberly. Like, the last two issues have been very Tommy-centric. And while this issue is, like, the main plot still around, or, like, revolves around Tommy... We're we're kind of seeing the other characters more. We saw more of the other characters than we did in the past without Tommy in this issue, and I really enjoyed that. Um, yeah, I wish we'd gotten Zach with somebody, but I guess we got Zach and Jason last issue, so not allowed to have all of them in one issue, I guess. Still know what's going on with Zach. Yeah, Zach last issue said some sleeping stuff, but we're not really sure what that means yet. I, we'll find out eventually. But with that being said, what's the best moment of the issue? What's the best like, what's your favorite uh, part of it? I like that entire segment of, of Trini and Billy. Okay, Trini and Billy at the beginning. What do you, What is it about the, that section that you really like? I'm curious. Uh, I just like them just talking, you know? Talking yeah. about things. Being, being young. Remember yeah, I, I also... I also think it's really cool to get a look at the interior of the Dragon Zord. Yeah, aside from just like the front, the front view. Yeah, instead of just instead of just seeing the cockpit, like you see kind of the inner workings of the Zord, which I think is really cool. I forget they sat down in the Zords. Yeah, they kind of stopped doing that. Yeah, now they kind of stand, don't they? They kind of stand and do the hand stuff. They like, they like the Pacific Rimmit. Yeah, yeah. They've been doing that pretty much ever since... Have they been doing that ever since, like, the Neo-Saban era started? Were there... Have there any been, been any cockpit zords since then? Uh... I miss the cockpit zords. Lightspeed has cockpit zords. Did Dino Thunder have cockpit zords? Well, Di... Di well... I mean, uh, starting with Samurai. Dino Thunder had them standing. Ninja Storm had cockpits. Um, I don't think... Uh, almost said Ninja. Uh, Ninja Steel might have them sitting. Ninja Steel. No, I think they're all standing around like a weird thing. Cockpit. Really? Oh, okay. So that's not right. They did, did. Did they not use the ninja cockpit? Let's see. Let me just make sure I'm not misremembering. Like the ninjas was different. Hold on. Let's see, here's probably kind of the best picture I can find here. Oh, Megaforce might have had like seated cockpits. Where, like, one of them is sitting, at least. Oh, and Beast Morphers has uh, seated cockpits. So one of them one of them is sitting and kind of controlling some stuff, while the others kind of slot their swords in. Okay. 
Beast Morphers has cockpits. Um, did Dino Charge have cockpit? I don't no, think so. Because the original didn't have cockpits either. Mm. And I think that's all of them. Did Samurai? Uh, Samurai did, yeah. Okay. They're, well, they're kind of standing. Yeah, they're standing. They got some kind of machine in front of them. Yeah. Uh, okay, my best moment is probably the conversation between Jason and uh, Kimberly, specifically when Jason is like, you want him to teach one of like, my class? Like, I like that Jason is actually having trouble relinquishing the main character card to Tommy. You want him to take my job, too? Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, that's something that I don't think they ever really struggled with in the in the show. Uh, no. MVP for the issue? Uh, Tommy. Tommy? Uh, who else, dude? <sighs> he made that five-head play. He... Yeah, yeah, fine. Yeah, I'll give it to Tommy. Other people better start doing some cool stuff soon. I, <laughs> I think this story arc ends at issue four. So hopefully after that, it'll be not a Tommy-centric one. Um... And then out of five, what would you give this issue? I'd give it a five. Okay. Um, yeah, I'll give it a five as well. I wish that we could have gotten some Zach, but I guess it's hard to fit every single character into a single issue. I get it. And that's the issue. Uh, you got anything else you want to say about the issue before we go? Uh, just give me some full-on like shots of those... of like. Uh... Rita's like guys. We always oh, see them yeah. at, like these weird angles. They were there. Yeah. They're both. Yeah, they were. Like, you know what? I didn't even side of the back. Let me take a quick look at them again. Um, they didn't look as menacing, but we also didn't see their face. So no, the the putties look really good. The way they're drawn. Mm-hmm. You've almost, they've almost got like muscles this time. You can see them like breaking, cracking, which isn't yeah, something you yeah. usually see in the the show. They are yeah, made of rock. But you can see kind of like muscles on them and stuff. Yeah. And the also rock edges uh, on them. The jack level. The jack level for this for this issue. Uh not as jacked as last time. A little oh, more what? lean on the lean side. Yeah. Who was super jacked? Um, yeah, yeah. I guess Tommy's not Tommy's like, not huge for this issue. I mean, Jason looks kind of huge out of suit, but like last issue was like he looked pretty buff all the time. You know, Tommy looks pretty huge outside of the suit at the end, but he's looking kind of lean in the Green Ranger costume. They have different actors in the suits this time. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe that's what it is. That's all that's all I have to say. That's all you have to say. Okay. Uh Tyler, where can the listeners find you? You can find me on Twitter. At Tyler Tyler Rims. That's T Y L E R T Y L E R I M S. And there, if you look at my description, you see things like Not Disrespect Me, She Ho. Uh, and you can see that I also host Ride or Die. I'm in trouble to Tipton with you, Sean. Yes. All the angles, my friends are on Sly. And then also the game over screen with you and Brendan. Those are all fun. Awesome. 
That's it. That's all. That's all I got. Good. Uh, Those are all podcasts. If you click them, you get their information there. Yes. I have a similar setup on my Twitter page. So you guys can follow me at Sean underscore AFK on Twitter and find all my stuff there. But at Too Many Sean's is the Star Wars The Clone Wars recap podcast I do with Tyler and I's. Uh, well, we used to be friends with Sean, but then Sheho disrespects. So. You can't tolerate that. Can't tolerate that. Uh, all of the shows are always done by at my name is Sean on Twitter at my name is S-H-A-U-N-N-N. Follow Sean on social media for all things design and nerd related. Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. My name is Sean. My name is S-H-A-U-N-N-N. Three ends. Thank you guys for listening. If you guys want to follow the show, you can do so at Go Into The Grid on Twitter. And you guys can email us at gointothegrid at gmail.com. We host the show on Anchor, and you guys can find the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, CastBox, and Podcast Addicts. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we will catch you guys next time on Into the Grid Comics Edition.